And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Why are we still here? I was at the beach. Yeah, I I was just like downstairs, Manson Manor, making myself some dinner, when suddenly I heard the siren call of the podcast incoming. I got podcast sign. And suddenly I had to scramble scramble to the battle station to uh I, I take had this call and I had a drink with a little umbrella. Oh, the umbrellas are the best. The waves were crashing. Uh, why didn't you take me with you? I thought when this was all over, you were going to have a Mars yacht, and I thought I was going to be on the Mars yacht with you. How did you end up with a drink with a little umbrella, and I did not? Unfortunately, I did not win 900 or so million dollars. Someone in South Carolina did. Uh, hmm. did, you well, even buy, did you even buy a ticket? No, but as I've told you before, I'm fairly certain my odds of winning are pretty much the same. Whether I buy a ticket or whether I just sort of rely on the fates to have the winning uh, ticket just sort of blow by me in the parking lot. So I definitely kept my eyes open uh, for, you know, tumbling Powerball tickets, uh, but or I'm sorry, Mega Millions tickets, yeah. but... Well, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am, I am. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Welcome to the 150th episode of DDT. I thought there'd be more fanfare. Where Where's the streamers? Where's the cake? Where well, are the... See, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. This should be a big deal for us. There, there should be some sort of celebration, but... We spent the last month or so, if not longer, wrapped up in this thing with the women who are now dead that our fanfare was stolen from us. And I'm going to be honest with you, Doc. I'm not happy about it. All right. I'm not happy that I had to waste my time for months on end listening to people only for them to just be stupid and get killed. All right. I don't like any of it. Huh. I wanted I, mean, I wanted trumpets. I wanted confetti. I wanted us to both have drinks with little umbrellas, Doc Manson. I've never known you to mince words, DC. Uh are are you sure you don't want to tell us how you really feel? I wanna know who saved the show, quote unquote, and then I never want to talk about this again. Well This is a this is a dark mark on the legacy that was DDT wrestling. Oh, we've been the, bes- the stellar legacy of DDT. Our wrestling. good name has been oh, besmirched. Besmirched. Yeah, that's okay. All right, sure. So let us go to <clears throat> podcast at ddtwrestling.com and let us see what we have here. I suppose we should go in order. Yeah. Uh, the first email comes from Brandon Banks, titled, The Last Episode? 
I feel like only one person can save the show. Where has Pav been? He hasn't emailed in months. I hope he still listens to your show, and I hope he can do something to save DDT. Sent from his iPhone. Uh, I haven't seen Pav low these many, many moons, so I don't know. But we don't have an email from Pav. So Pav continues to be gone. Uh, wherever you are, Pav, we wish you well. Hopefully you haven't been arrested for anything. Our next email comes from the coroner D'Angelo. Subject line, ouch. Would you like me to read this one? Is that why the, the hesitation? No, no, I thought you were going to give me the, the subject line again. Subject That's line, all. ouch. Uh, hello, DC and Doc. Angelo here, D'Angie's son. Congratulations on getting your podcast back and the Savior being revealed. Wait a minute. The Savior has not been revealed. Apparently, the Savior's been revealed. All right. Dad left me a message to send you guys while you were on holiday. It seems Stephanie had one last trick up her sleeve before she died. The $50,000 acquisition fee that was meant for you both was sent to Chris Hawk. With the reference, thank you for annoying DC. It seems she had a feeling that, like Bev and Beth, that she was under attack and decided to reward someone who, like her, wants to make DC and Doc's life hell. Sorry to break this to you, but it seems that she wants Chris to forever remind you of the fact he has your money and even tweet you pictures of what lavish things he buys. So even though she is dead... You will feel effects forever. She really knew what it would take to hurt you. It is fitting it is Halloween, as Stephanie Van Dijek's ghost lives on through Chris Hawk. Goodbye, Angelo Angelo D'Angelo. I'd like to point out, before we move on to the next email, um, I don't know that Seahawk, baby, has ever wanted to make my life a hell. Uh, it seems like it's mostly just your life, DC. So what you're, that... what you're saying is you want $25,000 and then Chris Hawk could have $25,000? I mean, I'd settle for less. I mean, anything that, that Seahawk's willing to send along, I'll take. Uh, if you wanted to even just put a small amount of that into the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. Uh, he certainly could feel, I, I assure you, Chris Hawk, not one dime will go to DC Matthews. I assure you. I'd like to point out that, now granted, $50,000 is not a small amount of money regardless, but if if you really think that me not having a share of $50,000 is going to really grievously injure me, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money, but I'm doing okay. Like, I, yeah. like... You are. You are. You are doing okay. This is why you're able to lavish me with with such good. Uh, there was one time you came over with like 18 different types of beef jerky. Yeah. And I was just like, oh dear God, what did I do to deserve such such wonderment to be bestowed upon? Well, I there think was that was also the came... time. That was also the time I didn't tell you I was coming over. I just showed up with beef jerky. True. That was awesome. And there was another time, though, when you were announced and you came with vanilla ice cream and root beer and we made floats. I drank like three floats that day. That was awesome. You're awesome, DC Matthews. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Now, having said all that, 
if I had $25,000, just think of what I would do. Because I would be coming over. We'd have caviar, which I, I don't have ever had. I don't think I'd like do, it. Do you think they make caviar-flavored Oreos? Because I'd try those. Do you know what kinds of artisanal candy corn we could buy for $50,000? <laughs> right? All right. Uh, Stephanie, you bitch. All right. <laughs> the next email. Oh, Adam, a.k.a. Chip, a.k.a. Adam. And the subject line is, yo. hey it's Chip, and I'm alive. As someone who has been friends with both of you for a long time, shit, me and DC are in the NAI Hall of Fame together. Sorry, Doc. I was heartbroken to hear these three men who I won't name, these three women who I won't name, were taking this podcast away from you. You guys have always put a smile on my face. DC even listened to my old chip pods from 2016 while driving. Not a great idea. So when I heard about this takeover, I pretended to be a waiter at Edwin's to gather intel on this at the DDT festival, as they discussed this before the guests arrived. Yes, I was at the DDT festival in a Rey Mysterio mask. Do you remember at the DDT Festival there was a Mrs. Manson Bake Off? While proceedings went ahead, I went through Stephanie's handbag and uncovered their plans. Over the coming weeks, I then made sure I found out where they were and tracked them down, and took them down, one by one. The clues all pointed in Pav's direction, such as Tino Sabatelli and Birmingham Merch, so I could throw people off the scent. This was in order to make sure I completed my hero's task of giving DDT Wrestling back to its rightful hosts without being caught. DC and Doc, as a loyal friend, I love you both, and I hope the listeners appreciate my heroic task of saving DDT. This is a podcast that has made many people happy, and both of you men have always been supportive of anyone starting a podcast. Where the salty chip shows fans at Hala Hala. Hobby, career goals, nutrition advice, and willing to give advice and encouragement in wrestling and life in general. You both truly are great men. Rejoice, the girls are no more, because DDT Wrestling will exist forevermore. Thank you. I love you. Chip. Chip, you, you devilish, amazing bastard. You salty dog, you. Oh, Chip has saved the show, kept you from being downstairs, kept me from being at the beach. Damn it, Chip. I'm actually a little confused about this. If he did all of this to avoid being caught, why Why would he send us an email? Right, why, why, why the email? Furthermore, why didn't you start the email with, please don't read this on the air? Now everybody knows. I don't know. Chip did save the show. He, he should did. be honored as the savior of DDT. Though, and I, I, I don't know how much of this we actually want to talk about, but do you agree with his last line that DDT wrestling will exist forevermore? Um, no. I mean, in fact, between you and me... I think episode 149 was 
the last episode of DDT wrestling. I think so. Like, you know, we don't have all of our ducks in a row yet because that would require prior preparation. Which we do not do. <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, but I believe this is episode 150 of DDT. Yeah. There will still be wrestling talk, of course. Of course. But this is DDT now. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I don't watch a lot of wrestling. I I watched people that I thought were friends tear each other apart today. Today? On Twitter today. What happened? Well... WWE, let's get to the wrestling talk. The biggest story of the day. Okay, is let's that, talk about some wrestling on DDT. Is that Crown Jewel will go on as planned in Saudi Arabia. WWE in a conference call, I believe, said uh, basically that it's just too late for them to try to change things. Plus, they have to keep their eye on the prize in terms of the amount of money they expect to make for the quarter. So they're just going to keep going. I'm reminded of the famous quote from Spaceballs. We're not doing it for the money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Yeah. And so there was a lot of people because... Very close friends of mine and people whom you also know have have staked uh, some professional claim to saying that they had some inside information and knew that plans were in place to move it elsewhere. And so when this announcement came, there was some negative uh negativity aimed towards those people they responded as they probably so, should have. Wait, why are you not saying who this is? Our affiliates, the New Age Insiders, uh-huh. uh, had sources that said that Crown Jewel wasn't going to happen. They were going to move. Yeah. They, in fact, said yesterday that they had a backup plan. They had a place picked. I mean, between you and me, I know this is maybe, I don't know if this is really what you wanted to talk about. Between you and me, are you surprised? Like, companies probably have multiple plans and even though they were still trying to assess whether or not they really should do this they probably were sort of looking at other venues right there probably were some sort of contingency plans I'm at sure. least being considered i'm sure they were a look if this gets really serious and the united states government has to be like firmly against saudi arabia well then clearly we won't go and we'll make plans to go elsewhere but when this all started weeks ago, yeah. I, of course, never remember what we actually talk about on the show. But I remember thinking to myself, they're going to wait and bide their time. And when it is deemed too late to change their plans, they'll announce that, look, if we had more time, sure, we'd find somewhere else to go. But it's only a week away. We, we need to make our plans. So I mean, it's like I told you before, uh, I think maybe even on the last week of the show, it's not necessarily a decision that I agree with. But at the same time, like, it's a company. They have a contractual obligation. They are being paid for services rendered. They entered into that contract. They kind of have to fulfill it. Unless, unless there is some sort of governing body that says, no, you cannot or should not yeah. do this, uh, they don't really have a convenient what? out. 
Well, and that's it. They have deemed that it is going to, it would be worse for them to not go than it would be to go. Morally, ethically, as an individual, do I personally think that's the right choice? Doesn't matter what my opinion is. Because ultimately, as I've said before, they're a corporation, they're publicly owned. The bottom line is what matters. Like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see whether or not the people who have claimed they're not going to go don't go. Uh, the rumor has been John Cena and Daniel Bryan were not going to go, and they told WWE they're not going to go. Well, that means that the SmackDown World title match needs to change, and that means that one of the core members of the World Cup needs to be changed. SmackDown came and went. Raw came and went. Nobody said anything about... they. No contingency plans were put in place. Daniel Bryan didn't get attacked by the club or something like that. I don't know. That also just sort of sounds... I don't know. That sort of sounds like the internet rumor mill creating rumors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that's true. I'm interested, as you said, interested to see if it comes to pass or not. Well, and, and again, and that's kind of how I felt this morning, because the internet, whether it was rumor mills... I love the New Age Insiders dearly. I truly do. Jason and Bill and Liam. Not, no, all. no, not, not, not Liam. Okay. Jason and Bill, you can love. I can't love Liam. No. You're telling me who I can and can't love. Especially not Liam. That's all. Look, I said nothing when you decided to hitch your wagon to Mrs. Matthews. I said, <laughs> I accept this. It's going to happen. Fair enough. If, if you have to do it, please do it in this instance. Exactly. Okay. Either way. Um, However, I did not join Twitter and start a podcast because I wanted to have sources, because I wanted to have the inside scoop, because I wanted to be an internet broadcast journalist. No, Uh, as much as I love as much as I love Bobby Heenan. Let's just be clear here. The reason why we only have dozens of listeners is because we have no interest in doing those things. You know what I mean? We, we're, we're just a couple of armchair people talking about uh, talking about wrestling, something we enjoy. We're just a couple of friends giving mm-hmm. our opinions, sometimes not so well-informed, you know? Um, but you're right. Like, we, we never set out to be journalists. We never set out to get the scoop. We never set out to have interviews uh, with notable people from the profession. I'm not interested in meeting my heroes, and I think you feel largely the same. We had this conversation when we met Mick Foley a couple of years ago. It, right. Like, it was not not my most enjoyable time was, was standing in that line while he tried to get the credit card machine to work. Right. Like, you know? I, I, so, yeah. Anyways, you were saying. But, but regardless, uh, hey, if that's what some people want to do, if they want to try to make a career out of it, I do respect that. But it comes with some downside, which means you get into it with other people who are trying to do that. And it becomes this whole thing about, well, we said this. And when did we say this? And, you know, and and it was hard because there were people who I don't remember if Martin has ever uh, 
emailed the show before, but he's somebody that I've known since probably 2015. And, you know, people were taking sides and making pot shots and there were some confrontations and things. And I'm just sitting there watching it being like, do I really need Twitter right now? Like I, I, I debated the merits of could I do this podcast without Twitter and what would that look like? And it would mean we'd go down to like, you know, three listeners a week instead of the usual seven. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But again, it, it's a thing in journalism. Now, I don't know. I don't know the methods of the New Age Insiders, nor do I know the methods of anybody else who's doing, quote unquote, sports entertainment journalism. Um, do they have multiple sources? Are they fact checking? Are they are they getting the scoop from one person and doing due diligence to try to find out whether or not it's true before mm-hmm. they report it? I don't know. And frankly, I don't care. The bottom line is, um, I think that when you have scoops of those nature, I think you should do the due diligence. But beyond that, sources can be wrong. So I think that's something that everybody needs to just accept. When you listen to the news, people have have this problem with the news all over the place. You can't take news at face value. You just can't. You should hear, you should treat everything you hear as though it's probably untrue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, unless you have actual primary sources that you are getting this data from, yeah. um, you know, like there's just like uh, an article um, that the, pe- the mainstream news was reporting on like yesterday and today. And basically what it was saying is uh, if you, if you eat organic food, you will lower your chance of cancer. There was just this study that was done that showed some correlation between lower cancer rates in people who are able to afford and eat organic foods. But the funny thing is, you look at it in mainstream, you see all the headlines, it's very plain and simple, right? Sounds simple. Eat organic, less chance of cancer. You actually read the article, and it it doesn't... The correlation there is probably the fact that you have people who have enough money to eat organic who are also taking care of themselves in other ways. Um, and like when you look at the actual cancers that are being found to be reduced in the people eating organic food, they're not the cancers that are involved in the gastrointestinal tract. It's not, it's not colon cancer. It's not... Uh, stomach cancer it's like breast cancer things that actually probably are at best tenuously related to what you're eating so it actually again makes that headline all the mess all the less likely to actually be representative of what's really going on you know what I mean? And that's and again, I'm getting off on a tangent, but that's what happens well, all the time in the news. But that, but that's why we're becoming DDT because we tend to go off on tangents here. And and this is again an issue with social media is is the clickbait even of a wrestling site. I, I saw on Monday uh, major spoilers for Raw storyline, and like a dope, I clicked it and it said, "We should hear." It is announced that we will hear from members of DX and the Brothers of Destruction heading into Crown Jewel. Of course we're going to hear from them. The Crown Jewel's a week or so away. That's not a spoiler. That's like saying, oh, Elias will probably play the guitar. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And and and, and 
I came – I joined Twitter for conversation. I joined Twitter because outside of you and GQ, I know very few people into wrestling and I like talking about it and I wanted people to talk to. I don't need all of these news sites. I don't need all of these people who are trying to get me to click on their blog and all of that. Let's have a conversation. That's what I want. And so, so it was, it was a difficult day because, you know, clearly there was disappointment, uh, not only in the fact that whether or not sources were right or wrong, they're going to Saudi Arabia and I can understand the business decision and not respect it in the same breath. 100%. If you wanted to take your $9.99 a month and cancel the WWE network, uh, and, and send that to Doctors Without Borders this month, uh, power to you. Send a message. By all means, if you really don't support the business decision as an individual, morally and ethically, that is how you get companies to listen and to respect your opinion as a user base. You hit them in the wallets. That's the only way companies respond. Sure. Um, so if they're going to make their $200 million from Saudi Arabia for doing this show. Take away the $200 million they would have earned this year from the network. You know what I mean? Go out of your way. Try to hurt that bottom line. Are you canceling WWE Network? Am I? Yes. No. Neither am I. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I might cancel the WWE Network just because I don't watch it. But it's not because of this, <laughs> um, at least personally. But at the same time, like I said, take that money, spend it elsewhere. I don't think that's wrong. Do no. it. Well, and again, a lot of, you know, but the problem is, actually, no, there is no problem. If you want, if that's what you want to do, you're absolutely right. Go ahead and do it. Stop bragging about it. Stop tweeting about it. Just do it. Just kiss. Just it. do it. Just talk about the stuff you want to talk about. Find some wrestling in this crazy world that interests you and whose business decisions you respect. Part of me feels like I don't want to take my money away from the talent because I do enjoy watching the talent. And I don't believe they put the Raw and SmackDown rosters in a room and said, we're all going to take a vote. Who wants to go to Saudi Arabia? And everyone raised their hands. It was a decision from on high. The talent has to go, whether or not they whether or not they want to, whether or not they agree with the decision. The company they're working for is sending them there. Uh, and and I want to see this heel Dean Ambrose because we need to get into the other major story of the week, which is has kind of been shoved off to the side due to this crown jewel news but i want to watch heel dean ambrose i want to watch what's going to happen now on raw i want to see all of this stuff so i'm going to continue to spend my money but if you choose not to that's entirely your prerogative 100 and hey you know you can even be smart about it you will still want to see the show uh every uh new subscriber to the network gets a month free cancel your subscription go on to gmail i'm not necessarily advocating this but you know, sign up for a new email address and then use that email address to sign up for a brand new Does WWE that work or network. Do they go account. by credit card? Probably both, but I bet you you've got more than one credit card in your wallet. I don't. I don't. But you don't? Maybe I have a debit card and a credit card. I suppose that counts. Huh? Well, most people I feel like do. But I'm also, but I'm also uh, not financially literate. True. So. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Raw began, and I was watching in uh, the living room. Mrs. Matthews was there reading. She looked up and said, is that Roman Reigns? And I said, yeah. 
And she said, why is he not wearing Roman Reigns gear? And I said, I don't know. She said, has he ever done this before? And I said, no. And she's like, this isn't good, is it? And I went, probably not. He looked good. Gotta say. Gotta say, I like Roman Reigns in street clothes. I hope that continues when he comes back. But uh, I'm assuming you did. Did you watch the announcement either on YouTube or whatever? No, I haven't when did uh, you watched find, it anymore. When did you find out? Did you find out even on Monday? Did you see it on Twitter or did you find out later? Um, I think friend of the show, Rachel, may have texted Mrs. Manson and then she may have blurted out something about it, which is how I heard. I would have been in the middle of a horror movie as opposed to watching. Yes. Uh, well, and so, so what did you think? I said, geez, I wonder what kind of leukemia that he has. Um, some are certainly more curable than others. Well, that's, I was hoping to talk to you because you are the dual PhD. Uh, you have that PhD in improvology. And I know you are hesitant to speak expertly about things that you do not feel you are an expert in. But I have to believe you have more cancer knowledge than I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is that damning with fake praise? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But that's all right. Go ahead. Continue. Um, I've always heard leukemia to be a childhood disease. So I assume that's not the case. I assume anyone can get leukemia. Um, but yeah, anybody can get leukemia. There are multiple kinds of leukemia. That I know. Um, certain kinds are more common in younger people. Uh, and I, I know that the sur- five-year survival rate is something like 60%. So... And that was not terrible. Awkward, that was the awkward conversation I did want to have. Because no one was talking about it on Twitter, and he certainly didn't mention it on Raw. But what are the chances? And I guess it does depend on the kind of leukemia. Very much so. What, what are the chances that we don't see Roman Reigns back in a ring? Um, I don't know. It's difficult to say because one thing I don't know much about is cancer uh, reoccurrence. Because it sounds like he must have had a battle with leukemia some time ago, uh, 10 years ago or so. 11 years ago was what I heard. So the thing I don't know is... When you do have a reoccurrence like this, does it tend to be more aggressive than the first go around? Um, Because is this now a cancer cell that has been harboring in your body the last 11 years? And mind you, this is a cancer cell that likely was immune to whatever chemotherapy you went through the first time. So is this now, again, a more aggressive form of the cancer, I, I I don't I don't know that I don't know the statistics of how that breaks down. So, like I said, while this while it's a sixty percent survival rate for leukemia at the five year point, I don't know if that applies to people whom are are, are getting it for the second time. You know, uh, sure, not really. Clear and again, on that. I I doubt he's going to release medical records or anything. So it's not like. Uh, this, you know, it's not like we're going to be able to speak expertly on this. Um, he is 33, which means that he first had it when in his early 20s, 21, 22. And he did say that he quickly went into remission, but he has been fighting it ever since. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. Okay. Um, it could be. 
Yeah, I really don't. He he didn't say what kind of leukemia it was. He didn't give us any actual details. So it's all speculation, unfortunately. Yeah. I know that you can have both acute attacks of cancer as well as chronic. So like maybe he had an acute leukemia, and then since then he's been battling a chronic condition. Hmm. But I okay. I I don't really know. It's and again, I don't mean to be super negative, and you know, but it, but it. It was the conversation that I haven't heard anyone have is everyone's just like, oh, man, he's just totally going to kick this thing's ass and he'll be back. When's he going to be back? Is he going to win the 2020 Royal Rumble? Will he be back for WrestleMania 36? And I'm like, I I don't know what kind of treatment he's going to need. He is obviously going to need to go through that. And then when healthy, get back into shape to return. Uh, but you know, he did a, he cut a very nice promo. I loved social media on Monday because everyone for the most part seemed to rally around him. And he, there were lots of support from WWE superstars, lots of support from the wrestling world and sports world in general. So that was nice to see because Roman Reigns is a very polarizing figure. It was nice to see that Joe Anoa'i is not. Um, and then, you know, uh, I had a train of thought. Oh, and then it led, whether intentionally or not, to a Dean Ambrose heel turn that was a whole lot of fun to watch. Hmm. Did you see that part at least? No, I I really don't watch any wrestling at this point. The only thing I saw from wrestling this week probably was from the Mixed Max Challenge in which Asuka went around hugging her opponents and the Miz looked rather perturbed by the whole thing. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was that, that's that really was... the only wrestling I have consumed. So, are you done? Are you really done? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch Evolution. I'm gonna watch. I was gonna say I'm gonna watch Crown Jewel, but actually, I don't. I don't know that I am. I'm going to watch Evolution. So I, I don't know. Like, I'm still interested. I just did. I need to see a contract signing between Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey. Nope. Let me get to this. I was going to save this for my piece of positivity, but it it's trying to find a silver lining in the crown jewel situation, which is probably not an ideal thing to say is a totally positive thing. But here's something that I do wish happens as a result of this. I hope that people stop treating WWE like a porcelain doll in this precious thing that you have to watch 180 minutes of it every Monday and 120 minutes of it every Tuesday. You know, there's all these people that are like, well, if you're not watching the whole thing, are you really a fan? Yeah. I hope this causes you to realize, look, WWE does not need you to dedicate that much time to it. Find your happy. Watch the pieces you're going to watch. I tweeted this out today. Am I going to watch Crown Jewel? I'll probably watch a couple of the matches that interest me. Am I going to watch... Evolution, I will watch the matches that interest me. The same thing I do with Raw and SmackDown every week. The same thing I do with pay-per-views, unless I'm at Manson Manor, in which case I'll sit for the long haul until I go home at 9.30 or so. <laughs> so, you know, it's we can watch wrestling in a different way and only focus on the things we like, and it's fine. And you'll actually find you enjoy it a whole lot more rather than sitting there watching stuff you don't like and complaining about it online. But I digress. As do you, always. Do you enjoy the uh, idea of Dean Ambrose as a heel? I guess. I, 
I, I don't know, man. Like, all right, sure. We'll move. We'll 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 move off of that. I, no, Dean Ambrose is a good. I think he's a good heel. I never really liked. That's not true. I loved silly Dean Ambrose at first, but somewhere around his world title run on SmackDown, where he was in Hartford wearing a big blue foam hat, I think I sort of fell out of love with the whole idea. Remember when he dressed as the Mountie? Yeah. Okay. That I'm back on board. Yeah, back on board. That was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, you know, but I always liked him back in the days of the Shield when he was sort of the the rabbit attack dog of the Shield. I'm hoping we see that Dean Ambrose. I think he's got real anti-hero potential. He's he could be he could be a Stone Cold Steve Austin type character. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wanted to be, I'm not, and I'm not saying he should be, I think he should be the first Dean Ambrose. Really? Yeah. He needs to make the it connection his own. I, the connection I always make is Brian Pillman, that loose cannon sort sure. of Brian Pillman type, which again is a similar yes. kind of anti-hero to Stone Cold. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing how he justifies it. I'm looking forward to whether or not this plays into Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns returns. The problem I have with it. Sure is and admittedly this is on two different shows so maybe maybe it has no no relevance but is this going to take wind out of the sails of Becky Lynch because she honestly is doing something very similar right now I don't think so but that's a good question to ask because you know it it's in the same way like the big show turned heel now, again, not necessarily the same thing, but there are turns all the time. Braun Strowman's now a babyface again somehow. So I think it'll be fine. I think Becky, what Becky and Charlotte are doing is so fresh and so unique. They brawled at NXT in front of all of these uh, performance center types. You know, Bianca Belair's there, Rhea Ripley's there. Maya Yim's there, and they're brawling in front of them and all of that sort of stuff. They're doing things with that storyline that I'm not sure we're going to see from Dean and Seth. But I do think it's a, it's a good question to ask. The, if they were on the same show, then I would be worried. Right. But the fact that it's Raw and SmackDown, I think, saves it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very interested to see how the whole Raw title picture, you know, we're going to get Strowman and Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Hopefully Braun wins, but... Who Do you knows? think Maybe that they're going to throw somebody else into that match? The most likely person would be Drew McIntyre, but they'd have to do it in the next four to five days. So I'm going to say no. More than likely, honestly, Drew costs Braun Strowman the match and Brock Lesnar wins the title again. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. The problem is that universal title since... Kevin Owens, essentially, has been held by monsters. Kevin Owens, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, they cheap billing as a monster despite the fact that he's not. Uh, so with Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar as champion, I don't believe Finn Balor has a fighting chance. It's hard for me to believe Seth Rollins has a fighting chance. Any of those undersized guys doesn't make a lot of sense. I'd love Drew McIntyre to get in that match and win because he's someone that I think could have good matches with those guys. But uh, we'll see. Honestly, I'm hoping that Braun Strowman comes out with the title. I'd like to see my title on television. And honestly, if that happens, I would be more interested in turning on Raw on a Monday night just to see 
where they let him go with it. Sure. I I do think actually that's I do think Strowman winds up winning the title. This is from the sounds of it, and again, whether or not you believe internet rumors, this is one of the final dates on Brock Lesnar's schedule. It's this, it might be the Rumble, and then WrestleMania, and that's it. So I don't understand why he would win the title at this point. So I'm going to hope Braun Strowman wins. And then, and I do think this, you know, Roman being gone does allow for guys like Lashley and Balor and Elias and all of them to potentially come up and try to fill that role. I'm not going to hope too deeply that Bray Wyatt shows back up again from wherever he's been, but that'd be fun if Bray Wyatt, I, I had this idea in my head that Bray Wyatt should come out in the combat gear and he'd be Broman Reigns. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about Evolution? Because that is the pay-per-view coming up this week. All right, let's uh, talk about it. Would you like to make some predictions and productions? Yeah, I guess so. So I'm going to ask, uh, can you tell me the seven matches that are currently advertised for that show? Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. That's one. Okay. Um, Charlotte versus Becky. There's two. Alexa Bliss and someone yep. versus Trish Stratus and Lita. Sure. That's three. Who's who's the someone? Mickey James. Mickey James. Got it. Okay. Um, um Is Sasha and Bailey really not on the show? They are on the show. Is it Sasha versus Bailey? No. Is it Sasha and Bailey versus someone? It is Sasha and Bailey and Natalia versus someone. Oh. You can go ahead and tell me who that is. <laughs> the Rat Squad. Ah, the Rat Squad. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad is one of the matches. So I've got four of the matches. You did. And I have no idea about the others, so. The others as of right now, and actually this has changed even since earlier today when I looked. Um, you've got the NXT women's match, because this is a everyone's involved. So Kyrie Zane versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is not the champion. She Kyrie is the Zane challenger. Is. You said Kyrie Zane. I know you said Kyrie Zane, but in my head it was Dakota Kai, and I was like, when She's not the champion. So then I was like, when did Shayna win back the championship? You know what would be great is if instead of that, you thought of Sami Zayn. <laughs> and you were like, wow, they're going to do an intergender match. Good for them. Uh, we will have the finals of the Mae Young Classic. Speaking of people that won't be going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, spoilers for those of you who are not currently caught up with the Mae Young Classic. Tony Storm Ugh. will be taking on Io Shirai. Surprise! As of earlier today, uh, Rhea Ripley, who is the NXT Women's Champion, was going to be defending that title um, against... Wait, what? So, NXT UK uh -huh. has a women's title, which is held by Rhea Ripley. When did she win that? Probably on this week's episode of NXT UK, which I have not watched. Is there a... NXT men's champion? Pete Dunn. I thought he was injured. No, he's the he's the UK champion. And they're going to have UK tag titles. 
do they have them already or no? They have the belts, but they haven't crowned a champion yet. Are they having a tournament? I don't know. They haven't gotten that far yet. They just showed the belts and were like, look, we have pretty gold belts. I bet you would like to have a tournament, wouldn't you? I always like a tournament. But that would require that the NXT UK has a division deep enough. It'll probably just be Mustache Mountain versus somebody. I think the Coffee Brothers are a tag team. <laughs> Should System Shock go to the UK show? I don't know. I think Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I knew that wasn't it, but <laughs> their leader, that guy. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Is he UK? No. No, but None the of other. Them are UK. No? Kyle O'Reilly's no. not a UK guy? No. Oh. He got me with that O'Reilly all... name, I guess. <laughs> okay. What? I, no, hey. What's the other guy? Bobby Fish. Yeah. And Roderick Strong. Yeah, isn't Bobby Fish from, like, He might be, actually, Wales now that I think about or something? it. He might be. Maybe he is. I don't know. Somebody was like, the Street Profits should go to NXT UK. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> no, they totally should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other match is a women's battle royal. Oh, boy. Uh, where the winner gets a title shot at some point in time. Um Basically, any other woman on the show, on either show, is in. So any woman you could think of that hasn't had a match is in. Asuka. In addition, yes. Lana. In addition, yes. Carmella. Yes. All right, we got the important ones. In addition to Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, and Molly Holly. Okay. All right. So, um... I'm excited for select parts of this. As a whole, I am excited because it is a big deal to have an all-women's pay-per-view on WWE television. Oh, yeah, sure is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Charlotte and Becky is going to be amazing. Yeah, no, honestly, I think I'm looking forward to all of it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a, uh, a show that from start to finish is all female talent. There's just something... About that, that appeals to me. I, I think it's going to be a good show. It's a good time. Looking forward to it. So, the Women's Battle Royal, I am assuming you will select Asuka to win? Um, uh, I mean, it's probably not actually likely that she'll win, but I want her to. I can't see anyone else winning. Carmella! No. No. That ship has sailed. Oh. She's dancing with R-Truth now. That's oh, her job. Okay. Yeah, she ain't going to. Naomi! No. Uh, I think Asuka could eliminate Naomi at the end, or I would actually be more interested if Naomi eliminated Asuka at the end, and she, you know, became the all-time women's battle royal guru. True. Uh, You know, I'd like to see Nia Jax win. Is she in it? Yeah. Uh, Let me just read the names. Tamina, who is back. Okay, yeah, she's not Uh, winning. The Iconics, which would be great if they won together and refused to eliminate each other. But But they won't. That's neither here nor there. Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, all of the legends that I mentioned, Maria Kanellis, making her return, will be in it. Awesome. And a Dark Horse pick that I'd love to see, Zelina Vega. They're getting a title shot on which show? Whatever show they want. What show 
is Ember Moon on? Raw. So it'd be Ember versus Rousey or Nikki Bella. Is that match for the title? Yes. Huh. All right. Um, hmm. What show was Nia Jax on? Raw. I mean, I could see Nia Jax winning this, I guess. I think we've already seen her and Rousey go at it, but... Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a thing. Or Asuka. I was going to say, you're going to go against your girl. No, I'll give it to Asuka, but yeah, I'm not feeling too confident on that. I'm going to (laughs) say... Tori Wilson. Okay, mark it down. (laughs) So here's something we should we should discuss while I'm thinking about this. Do you think there will be a big announcement on this show? No. Are we getting either women's tag team titles or a women's only show? There's no room for tag team titles on the existing shows. They don't even I think have, you'd have to actually announce both. Yeah. So if that we're going to do anything, I think it would be the show. I hope they announce a show. The Mae Young Classic is a hit. People love it. People are going to be bummed when it's gone. So Yeah, that'd be nice. But I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but that would be nice. I am going to say... I'm going to go with my dark horse. I'm going to say Zelina Vega wins, uh, and that makes things interesting. Sure. I'd like to see her do something. All right. Um, Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. I'll go with um, the good guys. The problem is they. I don't think we can have either Sasha or Bailey turn because you would have said that about Dean Ambrose. I it's. I think it just goes against things too much to have another one of the horsewomen turn. Now, if you want to have Natalia turn and then challenge her best friend Ronda Rousey for the title, I'm interested in that. Oh yeah. But that is not how that's going to play out. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Riot Squad uh, with no turns, and it's just, oh, no, poor Sasha, poor Bailey, poor Natalia. Okay. Um, Trish and Lita versus Alexa and Mickey. Trish and Lita will win. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, Who is the winner of the 2018 Mae Young Classic? Probably Tony Storm, because they probably want to send some good vibrations toward the NXT UK brand. And to that end, she's going to win the tournament and then the NXT UK women's title in one night. She will she will win the tournament, be confronted by Rhea Ripley, wrestle a second match, and then win. Yeah, I think that's belt. that's possible for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kyrie Zane versus Shayna Baszler. Probably Kyrie Zane retaining. Mm-hmm. I actually think Shayna moves up. After yeah, this. I think so too. Uh, which leads us to, I understand that Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella is going to close this show. They are the bigger names than Charlotte and Becky. They attract more attention than Charlotte and Becky. Uh, so, but I want to talk Does about it them first. Does it make your heart hurt? No, because again, 
WWE is a business. You want the main event to be the match that is going to be the most talked about. Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella has been on CNN.com. It's been on ESPN. Charlotte and Becky, all of the good work they're doing, they're not getting that kind of attention. Yeah. So you're going to sell, you know, you're going to sell this thing that's going to sell the thing. It's a technical term. Yeah, the thing. Um, got it. I could make a case for Nikki to win, but I'm going to say Ronda wins. I'm going to say Ronda wins as well, but man, wouldn't that be great if Nikki won? Uh, I think it was on NAI Pod yesterday. They talked about how that she will probably win just so there's a picture of her with a belt that's not a butterfly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why I think she could win, because don't you at some point want her to be on your list of Raw Women's Champions? Yeah, but I'm sure somewhere there's a picture of her with the red belt. Are you changing your mind? No, I'm not changing my mind, but I could I could see it happening. I would not be surprised. I, I'm going with Ronda because like Asuka in NXT, like this is this is your one legit thing. If you're going to if if the story on CNN on Monday is that UFC champ lost to a member is she somehow related to the Kardashian family? Nikki Isn't Bella? There some connection between no, Mrs. Bella married jo- no. I I don't know. I feel like there's some connection between the Bellas and the Kardashians. But if she loses to WWE's version of the Kardashians, that's not good publicity. Ronda Rousey needs to win and lose to someone legit. I agree. Like Asuka or Ric Flair's daughter. Or Nikki Bella. <laughs> <laughs> uh Becky and Charlotte. Um I think Becky's got a good thing going. It would be a shame to derail it. I'll say Becky Lynch retains. I agree. My only hesitation is we said that same thing in Australia, and while we were right, at some point. They're going to want Charlotte to win another title. So I'm going to go ahead. Actually, I'll change my mind. I want Becky to continue this because it's awesome. Out of curiosity, having, you know, again, not been watching, um, I of course, the Internet is gaga over Becky. But does it seem like Becky is making strides with the mainstream audience? Like, is is this really working or did it work a little bit? And now it's just sort of maintaining and it's going to fizzle. They're doing this is this is the closest thing to I'm going to say attitude era storylines, not because they're inappropriate, but because you never knew what was going to happen. Like literally Charlotte Charlotte is talking. She is doing a like a speech to the NXT women and talking about, you know, overcoming the challenges and the importance of working hard. And Becky just jumps her from behind. Like, in the middle of this, you know, I'm not saying it's the same thing as Austin and Booker T at the grocery store, but it was one of the it was one of those kind of moments where they're like brawling in a place you didn't expect it to happen. And so um, but I do think I think the feud continues. They might trade the title a couple of times, but I'll say Charlotte wins this one. It is a last woman standing match. Hmm. Okay. Which is the the first one we've ever seen on WWE. Asuka and Nikki Cross had one in NXT, but this will be the first one on a WWE show. That's interesting. So I'm, I'm super psyched for it. 
Uh, yeah, this whole thing will be good. I will enjoy it. Um, I feel a little bad now that it's being swept off to the side because of Roman's announcement, not that we could change that, and because of this crown jewel nonsense. But the eyes of the world will turn to the women of WWE on Sunday, and that is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know what else is a good thing? We got more emails, Doc. Emails? Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Now, question. We're DDT now. Are we going to need to change the website and email address? No, it's not happening. Because <laughs> shouldn't it be podcast at ddt.com? Shut up. The email address is podcast at ddtwrestling.com. <laughs> We could change it to ddtpod.com. Shut up. This first <laughs> message comes in from Bosk. Hello, DC and Doc. Crazy week. Red Sox and life held me back from watching Lucha Mexico. No review this week. Did watch Raw for the first time in a while. Wow. Great and fun ending. Best wishes to Roman slash Joe in the future. Anywho, this murder mystery better pay off. On vacation next week, we'll be watching The Baby, watching wrestling, listening to podcasts, and playing DDR2. No. Dance Dance Revolution. Bosk is a big <laughs> fan. Sent from his iPhone. No. At first, I thought it said R2-D2, but Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. And I really think it's weird. You liked that game. You liked that game, right? I like the first one, yeah. But I really think it's weird that they actually went with the Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, title. If only because Red Dead Redemption was a sequel to Red Dead Revolver, so I would. I, I just it's really we- it's just weird to me when people do that. A third in a series, although technically that first game, I don't think was actually made by Rockstar. I think they bought. Uh-huh. I think they bought the studio that made that first game after that game had been released, and so they bought the property. So it's not really a direct sequel, but it well, is well, still weird. I'm- but now I am really upset because Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Redemption, the next one obviously would have been called Red Dead Ratatouille. Or Red Dead Revolution. And the interesting thing to me is Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't think any of the characters are the same. Uh, no, they it's are. Not the, it's not – it is the same guy? You're not playing the same character, but you are playing as a member of the gang that the character from the first Redemption – was in at a prior point in his life. So it's kind of like a prequel during which that character, I'm not sure if that character is or is not a part of the gang when Red Dead Redemption 2 takes place, but you are playing a character in that same gang. So Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I know that I, started... the, I know the character from Red Dead Redemption at least is there in a story sense, but you're not playing as oh, Okay. Him. Well, that's interesting, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Are, are you... I know you, you listen to gaming podcasts, though you don't play a lot of games anymore. I'm this close to getting Red Dead Redemption 2, but honestly, I would just so much rather play it on my PC that I would really just like them to release it on the PC. Are they going to? I don't know. They haven't really announced anything. Um, they usually Did you play, release... You didn't play the first one on the PC. Right, so the first one never came out on the PC, actually. Um, but Rockstar does tend to release all the Grand Theft Auto games on PC now. 
So I would have to believe that they will release it, but it's not day and date. It probably won't be until 2019 sometime. Now that we are DDT with a DDT wrestling email address, um, I am curious to know. I'm going to want to spend more time because I want to like new games. I want to be excited for new games. Now, granted, I have Spider-Man, so I suppose I am excited for a new game. That's not a new game anymore. Well, that's it. That was like a month and a half ago. Come on. And I keep thinking, I wonder if my computer could play Fortnite. Because I love those kind of games that I'm just terrible at. Have fun. Remember playing Counter-Strike and just trying to stab people because I couldn't shoot. Oh, man. Shoot. Uh, but is there a game you're looking forward to in the future not, besides uh, DDR2? Not really. Then why do you listen to the gaming podcast? I don't know because I, I do consider gaming a hobby and I do want to be excited by and I do want to play games. But it just seems like nobody makes the types of games that I want to play anymore. Um, I don't know. I was looking at like the 2019 most excited, you know, most talked about games, and they all seem very like. Been there, done that. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. So Red Dead Redemption 2 definitely does interest me. It's, again, the most interested I've been. But again, I know I don't tend to play console games for very long. I just I get fed up with the controllers. I really need a keyboard and mouse. So um, I don't know. I'm surprised they haven't figured that out yet. Like a PS4 compatible keyboard and mouse that would allow you to use the PS4 but control it on a keyboard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Bosk, enjoy the baby, enjoy the wrestling, enjoy the podcast, and enjoy Dance Dance Revolution. Agreed. Our next email comes from the best... Did you know that the Red Sox are in a thing called the Series of the World? I've watched the beginning of both games and then fallen asleep during I found out today that they were in it. (laughs) Go Sox! You're not even a Sox fan. No, I'm not. If you had to be a fan, you would be a Yankees fan. Same with Tall Guy. I guess. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm ex- I'm enjoying you it. You idiot. But I, but I do fall asleep in the middle of the game. All right. And then Mrs. Matthews stays up for a while and then sometimes wakes me up when she's yelling at the TV. Nice. Nice. Uh, the best... Uh, Glenn, you're still the besties, the bestest of the besties, despite the fact that Chip is the savior of DDT. Uh, Glenn's email, to whom it may concern. If it is DC and Doc reading this email, congratulations on making it to 150 episodes of DDT Wrestling. Also, thanks for putting up with the things some besties have put you through over the preceding weeks to this milestone episode. Here's to many more, and keep up the great work with The List. Thank you 150 times. Your bestie of besties, Glenn. You are very welcome. Be sure to check out The List. The List is certainly not going away. We had a great episode this week. Uh, Batista showed up. And other people. Yeah. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Yeah, was he part did. Of it. Uh, I think Stephanie McMahon showed I up. I talked so about Gritty again. It was a good time. I was really mad. Why? Because I went on Amazon today and I typed, went and typed in Gritty Mask. Because <laughs> I want to just start the show. I want you, you to be calling me on Hangouts and I answer it. With the full gritty mask on, and I'm just staring at you. And 
Because I've got to tell you, the idea we had for a movie about a mascots that kill people is genius. This I hope you've started writing. This next and final e oh wait nope there's the, there's the, two of them I'll read it it's long there though. are two emails from another bestie Danielle episode one hundred and fifty education hello again didn't get to listen to episode one forty nine until Monday which is later than I usually get to listen to DDT podcast. Honestly, perfect timing to end the podcast with today's news that WWE is still going to Saudi Arabia. I would also like to remind everyone to find your happy. Sounds like she uh, maybe was looking at Twitter the same time you were. Yeah. While I do not know who the killer might be. It's Chip. I am intrigued. (laughs) We went over this, Danielle. Come on. I am intrigued to learn who it was. What if it was Oscar? Oh, man. Or my black cat, Jupiter. Or the mailman. Or both. You listed Can you say three. say both for three things? Damn it. <laughs> Imagine if someone Didn't just read I ask read you that through... on the list? Is she taunting us? So. Imagine if someone just read through the email sent between everyone for this investigation. That would be hilarious. Okay, serious question here. With the ending of week 10 in university this week, I've noticed a shift in the classroom that I don't entirely agree with. It seems that students don't want to work in groups as assigned and only chat about the project before class. So instead of my professor receiving six mini-papers on Greek literature, he receives 24 papers. I have asked my professor if he was intending for us to meet in combined papers, and he admits that's been his goal for several semesters, but no one meets up in groups anymore. He's even tried to be more direct about group meetings, but no one does it. So since both of you guys are teachers, I have to ask, what shifts have you noticed on your campus and in the classroom? Another shift I've seen is that walking between classes is quieter than it used to be. Everyone's on their phones or listening to music. So let's pause there. Okay. And uh, and talk about that. You're going to be the one, you know, I teach seven-year-olds. Um, while I'm sure there have been some shifts, I'm not really sure that they're the kind of shifts... I've noticed they're picking their nose less than usual. Nice! Which, although, except this week, everyone's got colds. So we're all Fingers in the noses! Uh, What about you, though? As someone who does... We had the... I think we had a similar conversation in the car on the way to Moe's to get burrito bowls. I can't remember remember what I said then. But if I had to pick something now... And this, again, this might just me be coming an old man. This might just be me being out of touch with how things really were back when I was in school. But it's my feeling as though students now require more um, guidance. It's like, and not only do they require more guidance, they require like full guidance. Like you can't even like tell a student it's in the lab manual, figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, There are some students that need to see a video of it and they need you to walk them through it step by step. And I feel like that is more widespread. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not sure if that's really a shift or if that's just me getting old and not remembering what it was really like to be young. No, but we had this conversation. You were talking about how I can't remember if it was it's it was part motivation 
it was part just they're not willing to do the work. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, and, and, that's not everyone. Like, there's plenty of people out there still still willing to do the work, still putting it in, getting it done. But, yeah, it's, it does seem like a lot of people just sort of expect to get an A as opposed to earning mm-hmm. their grades. Well, and similarly to what Danielle's talking about, you know, I can remember doing group work in college and not liking it because I was either – the person doing the work and hating the people who were not doing the work, or I was the person not doing the work and getting yelled at by the people who were doing the work. So I've never been a big fan of group work. So part of me understands what they're doing, but you know, the, what I read from that is the professor is saying, I want you to do a, you're doing B. So in my head, I'm like, why are those 24 papers not getting zeros Correct. and being like, you didn't do it how I asked you to get with the group, give me a paper and I'll grade it until then. Yeah. I think there's been a shift on the educational side, on the educator side of things where they're more willing to accept whatever at this point. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. because they feel like they don't necessarily have academic freedom like they used to, or if they just feel like they're not going to necessarily get backed up by administration if push comes to shove. Again, I'm not really that type of educator where I'm aware of what the inner workings really are like. You know, I've got no idea, really, what that's like. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've I've seen a shift. You know, I the the person I did my student teaching with compared education to a pendulum, which is exactly right. It goes in one direction. And then it goes back and it just goes back and forth. So the thing you did 15 years ago and then stopped, you're eventually going to do that sort of thing again because it's just going to go back to we want to we want kids to be super creative. No, we want them to get all the answers right. And then you just kind of go back and forth. Um, so what I've noticed lately is we are we are trying to encourage the kids to. Uh, to quote one of the taglines from the movie that we were, that was number one in the box office when we were born, take their passion and make it happen. So we are trying to encourage them, look, you should read about whatever you want. And it's okay if it's not exactly what the teacher Comic books. Would, would like you to read. I have a bunch of kids right now working on graphic novels, and I like that, and I have been told to encourage them to do that, and eventually try to get them into writing other things, but if they want to spend most of their year making comic books, they should do so. Yeah, that's fine. And again, I don't mind it necessarily. It's fun. They love writing, but I do kind of go... Well, when the year ends and the next year's teacher comes to me and say, hey, how come they didn't learn X, Y, and Z? I'm going to say because we spent the whole year writing graphic novels. Right. Yeah, I mean, I will say I feel like students have a lot of trouble writing. Um, Again, I, 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 I don't know if it's just always been this way, but it seems like students now coming into college really cannot write a lab report, say, to save their life like they can't they can't they can't string sentences together they can't make compelling arguments they can't conclude by drawing their arguments together they, they have difficulty citing evidence supporting their conclusions like it really seems like they have trouble formulating a coherent um, thought sometimes 
this is probably something I should just say to you off the podcast, but you know what would be an interesting course for you to consider trying to get in mm. is is a writing course that is scientific. Do they have a scientific writing course which actually teaches you yeah. how to write aloud? They have that? Yeah, they have every department has their own version of that. It's huh. pretty common. In fact, even back would, back t- when I was in school, uh, I had to take a what was called a W course um, yeah. in in a discipline that taught you technical or scientific writing. So yeah, I'm surprised that's not a mandatory thing for for people at least who are going into the sciences. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, back to Danielle's email because now I'm depressed about being a teacher. Um, Also, I have a job interview tomorrow to be an after-school pre-K teacher at a Baptist school. Good luck to you. So curious about any advice with working with pre-K children. Doc, take it away. Uh, uh, don't, don't touch them. (laughs) Uh, Unless you need to, like, you know. Actually getting, actually considering getting my teacher certification, even though I have mixed feelings on how the education system operates, don't we all? Cheers, Danielle, sent from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, I am not a preschool teacher by any stretch of the imagination. However, preschool teaching is all about play. You're not teaching, you know, maybe you get them to write their name. You want them to know their numbers and things like that. But they are getting the chance to play. Preschool, Danielle, is about teaching the children, forgive me, not to be a-holes. I wonder if that's true still. I wonder. It is. Is it? I've had this conversation with the preschool teacher in my building. Oh, okay. And she right. she phrased it nicer than that. Yeah. But you're te- you're teaching them how to get along in a classroom, how to play with somebody because some of these kids don't have a lot of experience. But how to share, how to you know how to cooperate with others, how to take turns. That's what preschool is all about, and really, that's a lot of what kindergarten should be all about too. Getting into more theory and philosophy here, um, but. That's kind of your your job, Danielle, is to focus on that. If you can get them to write their name, recognize what letters are, recognize what numbers are. That's great. But otherwise, it's all Lord of the Flies. Try to get them to form a society where they don't murder each other. Cheers, Danielle, sent from the University of Oklahoma. Part two. Hi again. Totally forgot to email you guys about this other funny subject. Tonight I'm going to a writer-slash-authors party at a venue aptly titled Cactus Jack's Family Fun Center. We've got an arcade room reserved and free food. Surprised that the company got to keep the name. Logo is of a short western cowboy with pistols in his hands. Definitely not what I pictured as Cactus Jack, and she included the logo. Now I want to know what Cactus Jack's Family Fun Center would be like if it was run by Mick Foley. (laughs) I don't know if it would be so much fun for the whole family, but I'd be down. All right. Well, there are emails for the 150th episode. Thank you to Danielle and Glenn and Forrest and the Savior Chip and Brandon, which really should have been last week's one, but that's okay. And uh, Angie, Angelo, D'Angelo. I could go for D'Angelo's right now. Every time I read an email by that, I'm like, I should go to D'Angelo's, and then I forget. Hmm. How sad. What is your uh, piece of positivity there, Doc? And let's expand it. Since this is DDT, let's go beyond wrestling. What is going on in your life that is bringing you joy right now? Shout Shocktober. Give me a Shocktober update. Shocktober is going well. And actually, Shocktober was going to be my uh, my piece of positivity. 
This is the 25th night of Shocktober. I am on par for the month. I've actually watched a horror movie every day. Um, wow. I'm actually technically one ahead, but it doesn't really count. I watched uh, 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween uh, on Sunday, and that was after watching another horror movie. So uh, I've already seen Halloween, which is why I say it doesn't count. So if I get real lazy one of these days and I just don't feel like watching something, I may just fall back on, well, I technically am one ahead. Technically. But we'll see how that pans out. I'm enjoying it, though. Seeing a lot of different films, a lot of different things I haven't seen, catching up on you know stuff from the last few years here and there. Seeing a lot of crap movies, but I love crap movies, so like you know that's good. Um, yeah, so just a whole lot of stuff. Are you bl- are you still blogging about each one over there at B Movie Geek? Uh, no, updated? actually, I haven't published anything to be honest. Um, Why? Well, I started thinking about it, I, and I actually wrote a couple of reviews, but didn't end up posting them, only because I'm starting to think about if I were going to do some sort of horror project in the future what form I would want that to take, um, what sort of medium I would want that to be in. Um, and I just, I've, uh, I don't know, I'm just sort of taking a step back and trying to decide exactly how I would want to present that stuff in the future, if that's something I wanted to work on, you know? I was just saying to Mrs. Manson today, I feel like I need a hobby. Obviously, I've got DDT wrestling, but it's, it's not quite the same thing. Again, we don't do any preparation. I just show up. We just talk. And it's we fun. We can. Yeah. We can. I don't want to. Thank you. But, you know, <laughs> I was saying, like, she was this morning, and she was like, oh, well, you could take up uh, bird watching or stamp collecting or coin collecting. Did she really say bird watching? Uh, she didn't think she was being tongue-in-cheek. But I said, okay. you know, like, stamp collecting, coin collecting, I don't, that's, I'm not, all you pay, you, all you do is spend money to get junk you get pieces of junk really is what it is do they have value sure but it's just stuff that you're accumulating i I don't need that and bird watching i mean bird watching okay you you you, yeah you need to probably buy the equipment up front some binoculars or bird call i don't know and then what you're gonna go commune with nature don't get me wrong getting outside maybe going on some hikes that hikes like i guess that could be engaging and, and and fun but at the same time, like, I don't see myself, like, standing on the crest of a mountain, like, catching, catching a glimpse of the, of the blue wing-tipped uh, larking wobbler and, and being fulfilled by drinking in his warbly call. You, you better remember that, because that's the name of the show. <laughs> I remember larking wobbler, which is just... <laughs> Obviously, you should be writing. And, you know, it's always good to pick an outdoor hobby uh, as we're approaching November. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's really always a great idea. I just feel like I should have something that I'm, I'm fiddling with, but I don't know. I got a book from, uh, from the library, Legacy of Blood. It's a comprehensive history of the slasher film. I was actually trying to get a book on uh, the entire history of the genre of horror. It's something that interests me, so I figured I'd read about it. Um, but I, I haven't been able to get that book yet, so this one came in first. Are you interlibrary loaning? I it? am. Yeah. So proud. Thank you. So yeah, I don't know. If that's fun. Maybe I'll turn my eye towards some film studies. I don't know. I, I'm not a film studies major, but maybe I'll write some something, a treatise on whatever. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
you could write absolutely by all means. You're a great writer and you should, but you have that microphone right there. Like if you're doing the history, Hey, you just mentioned history of something. My ears perked up. I, I might be interested as a, if I don't have to watch any of the movies, I'm in. Uh, right? Yeah. You, you have to watch. So <laughs> even the, like the old school Nosferatu freaks me out. Come the hell. I watched one movie. I, w- I watched this month uh, was uh, the old dark house. Um, that was James uh, Whalen. I think. James Whalen was the director of several of the old Universal Monster movies. He directed uh, okay. Frankenstein, uh, sure. this movie, The Old Dark House. I think he did The Invisible Man. Oh, and I think he also did The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, so uh, it's a it's a lesser known film. Like the print had sort of gotten lost for some years, and it was just recently sort of found and restored to 1080p 4K. And I watched that. It was it was a good time. It was fun. Boris Karloff in makeup as this sort of uh, disfigured butler type character. A bunch of characters. It's really a blast from the past. Nineteen thirty two. One of the mo- so that's one of the movies I watched this month. It was a lot of fun. You know, like I said, it's things I probably wouldn't normally sit down to watch, but I saw it on the streaming service. Said I got to pick something tonight. You know, and I I really do feel like it's enriching in some way to make yourself go through this process. You know. It's it's fun. Some nights it is a bit of a slog, but you know it's it is fun. Well, I am glad you are enjoying it. I think there are there are multiple ideas of things you can do if you do feel like you need a hobby. Um, you could get my logo done. That would be nice. Oh, yeah, about that. I I have completely forgotten that you ever asked me to do that. I know. <laughs> Uh, when when do you need it by? Oh, I don't know. I haven't done anything else with it besides buy a mixer I don't really know how to use. So I've got time. Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, right. but uh, no, I feel bad for Chip because uh, my show with him is going to be like two months old by the time I actually... Did you talk about topical things? Not that I recall. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again. All right. So I think we're fine. Uh, my piece of positivity... Um, I have discovered that I can bake. I, I usually, what? Like that's, like that's a surprise. I have always done the cooking and Mrs. Matthews has done the baking. Yeah, that's fine. But baking and cooking, honestly, yes, they, they are different arts, but they are, there's, there's a lot that's related. Yes. Involving specific measuring, pouring, and ideally not spilling. None of which are in my skill set. I agree, but as a cook who I know has made his own pasta, like, technically speaking, baking is not beyond you. So, the other day, while the Red Sox were in the World Series, um, Mrs. Matthews said idly, to no one in particular because she was reading, I could go for some cheddar biscuits. So I typed up, I looked up a recipe, I found the Red Lobster Cheddar Garlic Biscuits, which are you know, the world famous. And I looked at the recipe and went, huh, we have all this stuff. And I just wandered into the kitchen and in less than an hour, uh, had delicious cheddar garlic biscuits. And so I was like, Hey, this is, this is something that I can add to my repertoire and and even more dishes that I won't do. (laughs) So 
Yeah. It's great. So, so yeah. And, you know, again, evolution's going to be great that that's coming up. Um, but it's hard to be positive about wrestling this week, uh, despite that. But, um, but yeah, I, I will say that, you know, baking is, I'm not, I don't think it's going to become a full-time hobby, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And now I feel a little more comfortable, uh, diving into that area. So now I'm going to start thinking of ideas of ways for you to keep busy. Oh, here's another one. My logo is one. And then another one, get us an email address. That's not ddtwrestling.com. No. Okay. It's just going to be awkward. Speaking of which, if you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by sending it to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to the rest of these episodes, all of 150 of them, as well as additional episodes of the list, you can do so by going to ddtpod.com. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling and throw a few shekels towards us and our wacky oral antics we would be greatly appreciative i wouldn't mind hearing another manson family podcast too i almost don't remember what that is almost <laughs> he is he is doc manson at doc manson i am dc matthews at the dc matthews thank you for joining us on 150 episodes here's to 150 more won't you be our bestie <laughs>